And so I never said anything. But how can we, I'm asking the room here, how can we combat that? Uh, whether it's just indirect racism where, or, or prejudice um, where people are just talking badly or whether it's actually physical um, injustices uh, connected to racism. How can we combat that? The first thing is you got to stand up and you got to yeah. say something, yeah. even though it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, for sure. Even if you're in front of your family and close friends and you just have to say something. Yeah. yeah. Definitely have to step out that comfort zone sometimes. Yeah. Um, and just speak out or just say something or have a conversation with them one on one. Yeah. Um, yeah. if you don't want to confront them in front of everyone, because sometimes we can react differently when confronted in front of a large crowd as opposed to having one on one conversation. Um, doing things like this, yeah, yeah, those like the are ways show. to combat Creating it. Awareness. Yeah, yeah. bringing awareness to it, raising awareness, um, listening to like different things from people from other races. Um, like, say you go to a predominantly white church, possibly like listen to a pastor from a predominantly black church. Yeah, um, you know, Tony just Evans. Finding, I love Tony Evans. Just oh yeah, say. <laughs> Tony Evans is awesome. <laughs> But yeah, just doing like different things like that, I feel like that that is where your mindset begins to change and you'll see how much more alike we are as opposed to how quote unquote different we appear from each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll just tell a story. There was one time that uh my aunt in Georgia, she referred me to a church out in Franklin. And so, um I was going out there and um she wasn't really clear on the direction. She just so she just told me it was out in Franklin and that she knew the pastor there and stuff like that. And so, um, I found the church that I thought she had meant and I went there and, um, there was, uh, I parked, I was getting there a little bit late. I parked, uh, another woman parked next to me and she got out and she was black. And, uh, I was saying, Hey to her, uh, asking how, asking how her, how she was doing. And she kind of gave me this look. It wasn't, um, you're white. What are you doing here? She, it was, you don't know where you're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I followed her in and it was, it was a predominantly black church. And so, um, I wasn't uncomfortable in the fact that everybody there was black. I was uncomfortable in the fact that I didn't know where I was at and yeah. I thought I was going to be meeting people, uh, that I was supposed to meet tonight. Yeah. And so it was just awkward for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I stayed during the service, um, cause I didn't want it to look like I realized I was in a black church and then yeah, just leave. For sure. Um, uh, and it was, it was a good service. The worship was different, of mm -hmm. course. Um, there was nothing different about it except the color of their skin. Yeah. You know, I, I think it is about education, about educating everybody that there's nothing different about us. You know, we're all Christians. We, uh, we all serve the same God. Yeah. You know, we are all made in his image mm -hmm. and we all just want to live good Christian lives. Yeah. You know, um, so what are some unique things that Christians can do to combat racism? What do y'all think? Um, I feel like some unique things Christians can do are just beginning to like go to different conferences and things like that that are hosted by predominantly black churches if you're white and vice versa if you're black. So you can just begin to not only like learn about like how that other race goes about their worship gatherings and how they go about living their Christian life, but just to meet people and then mm -hmm. begin to have conversations and maybe those type of conversations can arise. Um, 
like a beautiful thing that I was able to attend a few years ago. It was called the MLK 50. Um, okay. In light of 50 years since his death. Right. An anniversary of all of that. And it was put on by the ERLC, which is a predominantly white um, entity. Okay. But it was awesome. Like, um, they brought together, like, the different races and things like that. And I learned a lot about racism and in the churches and everything that I didn't know about before. So it was even good for me and other brothers and sisters of different races and colors of their skin. So, and that was good. So I feel like that's the start of it. Mm -hmm. Like just doing things like that. Um, I feel like reading the Bible is one. Yeah. Um, the good Samaritan is always a great story to refer back to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause that would have been the equivalent of, a black man getting beat up in the 50s and 60s in Mississippi and a white man stopping to help him yeah. and nurture him and nature him up to get him better. So, I mean, just small things like that. Okay. Um, I think one thing for sure is uh, just praying on it oh, yeah. daily. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they, these things, they, uh, as Whitney uh, was saying earlier, again, at dinner. Um, <laughs> it was a good dinner. What did I miss? You, did, you missed a lot, man. Uh, but anyway, there. so it's not just everything that's going on in the physical world. There are spiritual things behind all this. And I think that racism is definitely one of the devil's toys that he likes to use yeah. when messing with God's children mm -hmm. uh, and just the people of the world. And so it, it's good to recognize that it's not just the people. It's what's behind it. Um, and so we should pray and fast on these things praying to God for for an end to it, of course, uh, but how to deal with it when it comes, um, praying for strength when we're given the opportunity to defend against it, um, as well as fasting. I'm, I'm big on fasting. Um, the Jews, they would spend time uh, fasting for, you know, one, two, three days when they were looking for an answer for something. Um you know, they would uh, put off all the things of the flesh and just listen to God and hunger for his word, hunger uh, for what he would have to say um, when they were faced with opposition and stuff like that. And I think that's the same thing that we can do. We can take example from that. I think that a lot of times, like racism to me is like people who are angry. Yeah. And when you're angry, it's usually a reflection of what you don't understand. Yeah. So... I think that we should all make kind of a better effort to understand each other's cultures mm -hmm. and um, really try and find a way to meld them into one. And I think Christianity, that is really a tool that we can use to unite everyone. Um, inviting people to church, going like you said, going to other churches, I really think that that's, that's kind of a doorway. And I think that that's intentional by God. Yeah. Like we were talking about earlier at dinner, it's part of being connected as the body of Christ. And a lot of times we want to blame other people when really we need to stand up and take responsibility in the area that's been given to us and be a good steward of what's been given to us. And that has to do with how we treat other people. And like you guys said, standing in the gap whenever you see those kind of things and people being victimized and making sure that you're treating people with love, mm. you know, because the two greatest commandments is love God with all your heart, your mind and your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Your neighbor is anybody, any person. The Bible doesn't separate in those areas, and neither should we. It's really a tactic and a tool of the enemy 
to cause division in the body, but we're part of one body, the body right. of Christ. And if it's yeah. not honoring to God, we shouldn't be partaking in it. Yeah. And another thing that we were talking about at dinner as well was just like we have to get past the victim mentality. And that doesn't mean not recognizing that it's not there, but that means recognizing that we're new creations in Christ and we have authority in Jesus name. And we can take authority over situations like that in prayer because if people are that angry and that hostile and that upset, they obviously are dealing with things spiritually and they need prayer too. Yeah. Because they're at a more unhealthy state than we are being victimized by it. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like the scripture to go to for that is Ephesians 6, 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And then it talks about putting on the whole armor of God and like what's, what that looks like in Christ. And so we have a responsibility as believers to stand up and fight for one another in prayer. Yeah, for sure. Like we have to remember that we all have the same responsibility and that's to proclaim the gospel. Right. Um, so that it doesn't have a race tagged onto it saying, oh, white people proclaim here, black people claim here. It's like, no, go out amongst the world and proclaim it period that's it um listen to what other people are saying like i said having conversations um try to seek and create authentic relationships with people of different races Mm -hmm. um because sometimes when like you first meet a person like the first few encounters may be super like surface level yeah um so it's like if you build that relationship and friendship um then it's like you can get down to the quote-unquote nitty-gritty things and then you can start to get somewhere and start to understand. So that's always beautiful.